is very, very dangerous because even if the company is doing well, it could hurt it. And if the company is doing badly, it just exaggerates all the differences in the partnership often and can make it be the final dagger in the company. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. As you know, we're going to be doing Crash CEO School this year, where we're going to go over all the fundamentals that any good leader will need to lead an organization, a company, to the next level. In essence, without having to make the mistakes that we all traditionally make when we're starting out. So hopefully this season's been helpful. By the way, if you like this kind of content, please comment, like, and subscribe. And today we want to talk about should you take on a partner when you're starting a company? Uh, this is a big fork in the road for a lot of people when they first think about starting a company. Uh, I think people either look for a partner for different reasons or uh, there's a natural setup where maybe two people came up with ideas simultaneously, two people that have worked together or know each other. And th that's a fork in the road that you need to be really conscious of. It's got to be a conscious decision because there's certainly many pros, but of course, there's many, many downsides to it. If you talk to any attorney, for example, that writes contracts for partnerships, uh, I would guess they write as many uh, contracts that dissolve partnerships or uh, have to do with resolving conflict between partners with as many as they write for partnerships. So, it's unfortunately, you know, a little bit like marriage, you know, where people say about 50% of marriages end up in divorce. I don't know the exact number, but a high, high percentage of all partnerships have to have some sort of intervention where there's dissolve, one partner buys out another, uh, but things don't go well. Of course, there are many examples of partnerships that go to the moon and the company grows, but you have to know there's risk. I think nobody goes into a partnership with a startup thinking it's going to end badly, but unfortunately, many times it does. And it's interesting because sometimes the inability to get along for whatever reason may actually impact a company that would have otherwise been very successful. Uh, I don't think that is that rare of an instance where the company itself is on solid foundation, but it is the problems that the, the partnership's having that is really bringing things down. So the way I want to kind of work this is let's do pros and cons, and then we can sum it all up. I mean, intuitively, why would someone take on a partner? It's always better to have 100% of something than, let's say, 50% of it. Uh, but... Uh, people go into partnerships for multiple reasons. Uh, part of it is they want to have some of the benefits of having a partner. So let's let's talk about the the main obvious benefits. The first main benefit is, of course, to divide the work. Right, uh, whatever business you're get, getting into is going to require a certain amount of work, uh, 
And, you know, there's things that only partners will do that employees can't do, which is the sense of ownership, you know, working on it 24 hours a day if you need to. Um, so having another person that that is that committed has an owner's mentality. You can't always hire for that, right? So let's say you're going to go get your first employee and you're not going to take on a partner. Well, that first employee is going to work eight hours a day. Even if the first three months of the business is going to require 15 hours a day, a partner on the hand, especially the right partner, might be all in to do that and do it in a way that someone who's just getting a paycheck is not going to do. So one of the advantages of having a partner is you can really divide the work and divide the work in a way that the other person gives a real owner's kind of uh, product that only owners can do. And so that's amazing. That's super nice, right? Because you're not the only one putting in 16-hour days. There's someone else that's potentially doing it, potentially, I say. Number two, the second reason to get a partner is to divide the startup cost or investment and potentially the, the operating capital for however long, six months or a year. If finances are an issue, having someone to split that with is going to be very helpful, especially if you run into... Uh, unforeseen situations, as many startups do, uh, you know, you won't necessarily be digging into your wallet by itself. You'll have someone there, and depending on their cash flow, your cash flow, uh, it may come in very handy uh, as things come up. Next, number three, the reason to get a partner is to diversify the talents. Um, you know, you often hear partners talking about. Uh, I'm no good with the books. I'm no good with you know front-facing customers. I'm no good with uh, operational stuff. And so, what you can really do with a partnership is to focus on your strengths, and if done right, your weaknesses can be covered by someone who for whatever reason, is stronger in that department than you. So diversify talent pool even before you hire your first employee is a huge, huge advantage, right? Number four, um, and I call this diversifying the opinions that are, that are put out, um, but it's more than opinions. Um, when you're starting up a business, there's going to be a lot of decisions to be made. What's the right one? Do we insource this, outsource this? Do we go in this direction, th that direction? Sometimes having one more opinion can matter a lot. And opinion from someone who's a stakeholder, not just someone who uh, you've hired. Uh, and so you can't know everything. You can't possibly make the best decision on everything, especially when you're starting out. And having someone else who can remind you if you've missed something, uh, be a sounding board, and give their opinions and their input can sometimes be super helpful. So up to now, um, it sounds like there's so many good reasons to get a partner. But let's talk about the cons. What are the downsides of getting a partner? Well, let's go through that. Number one, the first downside is theoretically, every decision now has to be signed off by two people or three, depending on the number of partners you take, which may sound okay, but especially when thousands of decisions are, are, are needed to be made, 
uh, unless you set up something where someone just says, you know, you, I'll put in the money and you do everything else. Uh, often having two people sign up if they're act, both actively involved in, in the organization can be challenging because what happens if you only agree on 80% of the decisions? Well, what happens to the other 20%, right? And how frustrating is that going to be? And you're not going to be as nimble. You can't make necessarily many decisions right on the spot. You're talking to a vendor and like you want to go this way or that way. Maybe, yeah, maybe your partner's already given you carte blanche to do that, but many times, no. So you have to go back, you have to win them over, convince them that this is the direction that you want to go. All right, number two, when people start a business, often they're not starting at the same starting line. People have different visions and goals for what the company needs to do, what the company should become, and how important the company is in their life. Is it their only source of income in the future? Will, will, will this, is this their retirement plan? Is this just a side thing to multiple investments they've got going on? And if you have different goals and different visions for what you want the company to do, that's going to impact your everyday decisions, right? If this one company is your retirement plan or is a big part of your future versus someone else who maybe not so, the amount of risk-taking, the amount of uh, speed of growth, all of that is going to be impacted unless you're both at the same point in your life journey, both personally and professionally and financially. Often it can be very difficult as you navigate decisions, especially as you're starting up the company, if you have different visions and goal of what this company should do and what it means to you in your life. So that can be uh, a problem. And number three, which is related to number two, is deciding how fast or slow the company should grow. If someone is in a certain financial situation and or certain personal situation and they need the company to grow fast or slower, um, you need to have synch synchronicity with your partner on that. And even if you do at the outset, as the business grows, what I have often seen is that that need for faster or slower growth often changes among partners and how they resolve that can be very interesting. The next thing is, is let's talk about finances. And by finances, I mean, you know, how much more should we invest in the company? Uh, should we wait until... Uh, the company makes money and then use that money or do we put in extra money? And even if you are making money, do we take that money out or do we reinvest it? What, how much do we take out? This is something that, that I know many partners don't think about and often the partners are not the, in the same financial boat. So when one partner wants to reinvest the money but the other one actually needs the money, it becomes a challenge because... Often, if you cannot take out the money, in theory, and invest it back, you may actually take the company to even a higher level. But sometimes you may need the money for your own personal life or what have you. And if you and your partner don't agree on that, it can be a real dilemma on what to do if you've gone to the profitable stage. And if you haven't gotten to the profitable stage, to simply, should we put in more money to make it grow faster? So... These are uh, problems that you're going to see. The next problem, again, has to do with finances, but on a different level, is, is that if money is coming out, 
you know, do we divide that money based on percent of the initial investment or, or current investment? Do we divide that money based on talent? You know, if one person, their sales skills is getting most of the sales or whatever talent they have is, is a big driver of the income coming in, you know, do we base it on talent uh, or do we base it on effort? For example, let's say one partner uh, is putting in twice the number of hours as the other one, even though they put in the same amount of money. This is an issue. And what I have seen is even if everyone's okay with splitting the money based on some formula that was initially agreed upon at the beginning, as time rolls by, what happens is that the effort you thought that it would require or the talent that one person brings versus the other often gets more obvious and more exaggerated as time rolls by. And those earlier on conversations about how we, how we should s- split the money may not seem equitable to you two years after you started the company. It may have sounded equitable in, in theory, but not where the rubber meets the road. And again, this causes problems that often you can't reconcile because it's just your opinion that, you know, one person is working way more than the other or one person has much more talent or one person is bringing more of something to the company. Why hasn't getting a simple laboratory test been as easy as ordering something online? Well, now it is. With three simple steps on enationaltesting.com, you can have your laboratory test ordered, go in for testing the same day, and get your results quickly right to your email. Enational testing is fast, convenient, and confidential. Begin taking charge of your health today with Enational Testing's complete healthcare panels and easy to understand results at over 2,000 locations nationwide. No matter who you are, where you are in the United States, or what your health concerns are, E-National Testing is your comprehensive resource for laboratory testing services. It's time to focus on yourself. Let us do the hard work for you. E-National Testing. Easy, convenient, and tailored to your health needs. One more con that I want to talk about uh, in terms of taking on a partner is uh, understanding that most partners have a significant other or spouse. And to the extent that that spouse or significant other has a perception of their, of their spouse's or significant other's input and work and what have you, um, that can often impact the relationship, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. But I, I wouldn't be the first person to say that when you're taking on a partner, on some level, theoretically, you could be taking on a a silent other partner that you may not be fully aware of. So I think these are the big ones. There's many more pros and there's many more cons, but these are the more obvious ones. So so often what you'll find is that not only are you dealing with the partner that you made the sort of legal arrangement with, but you also deal with the opinions theoretically, not always, potentially of the significant other of the partners. Let's sum it up then. So what do you do? Obviously, there have been many great companies that have gone literally to the moon, Google, whatever, you can name them. And there have been, of course, many companies that you know wind up uh, needing attorneys to, um, to mitigate the um, conflict. 
So how do you go about it? Well, first things first, if you're doing a startup for a company and you don't need the finances and you don't need uh, to divide the work and you have what you think is necessary to do it, a lot of the benefits of having a partner, in theory, at least some of the benefits, can be had by hiring people. So if you have the funds and you have the wherewithal and time, the first thing, obviously, is don't take on a partner if you don't really need it. I think there is some romance of having a partner often that will like be with you on the journey, but you're going to potentially pay a big price. So if, for financial reasons, talent, and work-wise, you don't need a partner, it is not a good idea to take on a partner, and mainly because if the partnership doesn't grow, that in itself can jeopardize the company. Not that you're giving up equity and you're not going to get as much money as you thought, which is true, by the way. But more importantly, these breakups tend not to be happy, tend not to be sweet, and often negatively impact the company. So even if it was successful, there's a danger. Taking on a partnership is very, very dangerous because even if the company is doing well, it could hurt it. And if the company is doing badly, it just exaggerates all the differences in the partnership often and can make it be the final dagger in the company. So you got to think long and hard. Now, getting back to uh, knowing all the pros and cons, as we said, all things being equal, if you can do it without a partner, there's many benefits to it. Now, if you are going to get a partner, this is probably, if you've gotten this far in the video, the main thrust of it. If you are going to get a partner, especially a partner that you're friends with, that you could probably do everything on a handshake, take my advice. Don't do it on a handshake. Don't do it and have your, you know, your attorney who also does will and probate and something else write up an agreement. Get a solid agreement that thinks of every eventuality. Okay, so I hope that helps you. Pros and cons of getting a partnership. If you get a partnership, how to deal with it. Uh, so you have the maximal chance of your business surviving and doing well. Okay, thank you so much. Like I said earlier, if you are gotten this far, please comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, tell me about your experiences with partnerships. Uh, I'd love to hear more about that. And thank you again for watching. See you on the next episode. Thank you.